right, hey everybody, and welcome back to um, this newest episode. After a little two-week layoff that we took, we missed last week. We had a bunch of stuff going on, so we did not record. But um, you got myself, Phil, and we also got Bill and Ryan on again this week. So, hey, uh, hey guys, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, guys? It is going well. Um, just over so- here, feeling like there's a million things going on all at once, but. It's that time of year for all this stuff, so that's how yeah, it goes. It really is. It seems September like September 1st is tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah, between for me, I got work kind of going crazy, just busy, a lot of things happening. And then um here in South Dakota, we have dove season starting tomorrow. Uh, most places, a lot of places, um, early goose starts tomorrow or this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got teal season starting tomorrow in a lot of places or soon. Uh, most the last few years, I as of tomorrow or today, I'd be up in the mountains in Colorado, uh, sleeping at ten thousand feet because uh, archery mule deer starts in a lot of places. Archery elk starts in a lot of places, so you kind of got everything going, mm-hmm. and it's all culminating into one little deal, and just everything's happening. So. Doves Which are going. That? Doves are going. Yeah, right? and a lot of places are about to. Yeah. Oh, did I miss that? Yeah, dove hunt starts tomorrow. Yeah, I just yeah, always I look. Know. I just always look at it as every year September first is when hunting season starts. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's when you start really paying attention to the weather and and start a little checking for migrations and you know like I say down here dove season starts too. Then I think early goose as well. We have a. We have an early um, teal, and we we get to shoot wood ducks too. Oh, that's so we weird. Have, yeah, so we I have. Didn't know a, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah I we didn't have an early teal wood duck season. But since we can kill wood ducks, the this um, teal season's only like four or five days. Oh, so it's really short. Yeah, yeah. So for some states it's like fourteen days, but since they allow wood ducks too, you know, it's like it's just a few days, but. Huh, that's kind of a cool opportunity, though. Probably it is. might as well because there's probably enough people who can't identify. Either one separately, so. Oh yeah, no Sadly. doubt. But, um, so you might as well make it legal at that point. But I'll tell you, you go to places like Realfoot Lake, and you want to talk about some wood ducks that die in a, in on a, three or oh, four I day bet. period. I mean, they they bust their ass. Does it sound like Fourth of July at shooting time? Oh, yeah, or Gettysburg. I always thought they, <laughs> yeah, I went Gettysburg three times, so I thought, man, alive. You know, but that's funny. I probably haven't. I honestly probably haven't wood duck hunted and. You know, probably a good 10 years, you know, as far as the club goes, you know, I mean, we don't really have anything with water that time of year. And um, usually the river's low. Um, so that and it's, just, hard. it's not a big fan of cotton mouse. Oh, man, I'm so glad we don't have to deal with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think I was about in, that often. When I was in Arkansas last yeah. year for opener that, no, was it opener? It was maybe... Maybe it was a weekend after, whatever it was. It was really early. We saw one in a tree, right? I mean, I walk, had walked within a few feet past it, but it was cold, so it didn't, it couldn't do anything. But yeah, like I'm so glad we don't have to mess with that or gators or any of that kind of stuff. So yeah, we obviously don't have the gators, but we definitely are, we are definitely in cottonmouth, cottonmouth haven. You know, it's one of the give and takes when it comes to the cold weather. We, we got the cold, but we don't have the gators or the snakes, really. And we have nothing. Rattles. We have nothing poisonous for the most part. We do. Yeah. We have. We have. Well, south in South Dakota, not by where I am, but we have. We have rattlesnakes, but not. 
yeah. not here, and and you're not going to run them and run into them while you're duck hunting anyway. So, right. you know, the only time I've ever, the only time I've ever even seen a cottonmouth is, you know, we'll usually, you know, every, you know, we have our annual club work day, our first big club work day on October on how whatever the last Saturday of October is every year, and there's times when there's times when it's still warm enough that, you know, they'll be out. But once duck season starts by Thanksgiving, you're, you know, you're not going to see one. If you do, if you do, you could probably pick it up. I mean, I'm not going to do that, but I've always heard once. Just on on principle, I don't want to touch the damn things. Yeah. I'm not scared of snakes. I just don't really, you know, I I don't like to be surprised by them. I don't, I don't have a problem. Like I'm not afraid of them at all, but I'm the same way with like, sounds silly, but like snakes and, insects with a lot of legs and i just don't i'm not afraid <laughs> of them but i just do not want to touch them and i don't want them touching me yeah and i'm in carp i don't like carp i just i don't know what it is i just certain things i just don't really feel like i need to touch them so no i'll tell you a funny it. thing about carp is you know and growing up in southern illinois i was like carp is just you know like People go down when the when the ditch is flooded. You know, somebody might go down there and shoot one with an arrow or something like that. But I never oh, I really knew anybody to eat one. Then when people do, I went to school. They're not terrible. I went to school and yeah, I went to school in Northern Illinois and and the high V grocery stores, everything sold buffalo carp in the meat counter. And yeah, I, like I, I said, they're not terrible. And I mean, <laughs> I actually mean they're not terrible. They're not great. But they're not terrible. Exactly. They're edible. Like I always yeah. have people say, "Oh, you need to have them this way," and I've had them a lot of ways, and or different ways, and different ways of smoking them. And it's like you gotta have them smoked. You get them smoked, and I've done it. And I don't know. It's it's edible. Yeah. I mean, it would not if I had a list of a hundred things to eat on a meal, and all of them were truly edible. It would probably come near the bottom. Yeah, like it is edible. I mean, and it's not the worst. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I went to a few gatherings where they were having fish fries and they had carp, and you know, I, I tried it, and and you put enough Tabasco sauce on on it, you know, it's, you yeah, know, at least edible. at least at least makes it look like you're enjoying it, but um, and I love fish. You can fool <laughs> you know, your so, taste buds that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm I prefer catfish and crappie and bluegill and stuff. But no, it just surprised me. Like Anything. up there is the delicacy. I mean, they've got it at the grocery stores and. You know, if, Interesting. If, just say if you're having a fish fry, you know, down here, if you're having a fish fry, it's going to be crappie or catfish mm, well, up there. If you're, having a fish, if you're up there, if you're having a fish fry, I mean, it's going to be buffalo and, uh, and yuck. No, uh, thanks. so I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> huh? Well, heck, you know, speaking of early goose, um, so the three of us are all going to convene at Bill's place in Minnesota here in less than a week. What day are you getting in, Ryan? Friday? Uh, Yep. Like Friday, Friday afternoon. I'll be there Thursday evening. I got to do something Thursday morning for work. Then I'm just going to continue on my route that way over after that. And um, we're going to do a little early season goose hunt. Yeah. Have you guys uh, been looking at the forecast? I have, I have, man. I have. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, I was kind of mentioning this earlier. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being perfect weather, I'm giving it a 7 or an 8. Um, I'm going to give it, uh, don't even worry about it yet because there is no, no need to worry about the weather forecast for Saturday until about Friday at about 10 a.m. You can maybe, 
count on the forecast being right by then. Yeah, we can. Know what, and, you know, what, it, what it does do is it can give us hope, mm-hmm. and it sure you know I've only got I got a three hour drive, so it makes that three hour drive it makes you a little more excited knowing that maybe we're <laughs> supposed to have north winds, but I'm certainly not going to count right now at uh, Monday at six thirty. Um, count on the forecast being right even tomorrow for north winds for Saturday. So right, but. I'm sure hoping so, but I'll tell you what it did do is I knew it was going to be cool. And yesterday I spent some time loading uh, 50 full bodies into the back of my truck by myself. Nice. <laughs> and and that made that project a little bit more enjoyable, knowing that it was for something probably hopefully beneficial. So, Well, and that's one of the big things I'm already breathing a sigh of relief. Well, it is um, first of all, I guess I'll talk about, isn't it weird and Phil, you're starting to change my mind on this, but when you have other people coming to hunt with you, I mean, I, I've had people coming to hunt with me for 20 some years, right? Mm-hmm. But you get like a fear and a nervousness, you know? Oh, and, for sure. Oh, and I definitely experienced this with you guys coming. I don't know why so much this year, probably because it's opening day, right? But yeah. I'm already breathing a huge sigh of relief because what I was really scared of when Ryan and I were bouncing some messages off each other about when he could hunt was I'm like, man, just not one of those like August heat waves that we yeah, get. Nine, oh, nine, like we just had. And, like we yeah. just had. Yeah. And, 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 and it's that, possible. And that they can kind of forecast, like when you have a big heat up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that's Generally. not in the forecast. So I'll, I'll hope, yeah. hopefully that's the case. Saturday might be a little warm, but. Yeah. As long as it's not hot. Like, I don't, as long as when you go out in the morning and it's not. Uh, too hot to put on the long sleeve shirt to keep mosquitoes off. That's like, that's the key. And yeah, I, that's at key. least as of now, uh, Phil, I agree with you a hundred percent. Can't trust the forecast till the day is here, but at least as of now, it's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Way I look at any it. facets of any news reporting that is the least reliable. I still say it's weather. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though everything else is all jacked up now. Anyways, yeah. the weather is still the worst. And it's only the worst though when you need it to be something. I know. Like if you were if you were planning on taking a lazy day sitting in the house, they didn't nail that son of a bitch to a T every day. Yeah. But the <laughs> yeah. minute you're gonna go fishing or you're gonna go hunting or you're gonna do something like that, like it couldn't be more wrong. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well I'll tell you I, this past duck season, like I've never experienced such inaccurate weather forecasting. I mean, there'd be so many days, you know, like we'd see two and three days out, you know. Oh shit! Finally, we're gonna have a sunny day on Saturday or, or Sunday, and Wrong. And, by go- and by gosh, you get out there and it'd be so foggy you can't see ten feet in front of your face until eleven o'clock. Yeah, just you know, it just uh, it was just very. I, I mean, I just, just wish that they would at that point just say, just like we don't know, we're not really yeah. sure, and I don't know how they can do it to where you don't get your hopes up. Yeah, but which I mean, they just need to factor in that us, you know, a lot of people they see the weather, they're just worried about whether they need to wear a, wear a coat to to work or whatever. But you know, once it gets into you know the, the hunting months, they need to consider that you know us waterfowlers, like say we we look at the Weather Channel and not the Weather Channel, but just weather in general. Any weather, yeah, yeah, at least four times an hour. Well, and the thing is, is like <laughs> not even duck hunters, but think of how many people actually. You know, there's people who are recreating outside in general, yeah. hikers, fishers, kayakers, whatever you want, bikers. You know, like they might say, oh, man, I'm going to do this Saturday rather than go biking around the lake because it's supposed to be 
X kind of weather. Yeah. And so then they, they cancel plans. Maybe they cancel plans when they could completely have plans or vice versa. They make plans when they, you know, should do something else. So I know that there's it, no way, but I know there's but, no way they can fix it. Yeah. So I, but we're just the shitty part of, about it is if you ever noticed, <clears throat> they've never, they've never been wrong about a cloudy day or a heat wave. Oh yeah. That's that. I totally <laughs> yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, but if it's, but if they're going to be wrong, it's going to be whatever favors, you know, killing mallards. Yeah. So whatever it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree. Yeah. But oh, uh, man, it drives me nuts. It is like beyond infuriating in the morning when you go to bed at 10 o'clock at night thinking, oh, it's going to be stars when I wake up. And then you wake up and it's like the densest fog in the world. You're like, what oh, yeah. in the Sam hell happened? I bet you at least five times last year I could see stars all the way to. You know, all the Shooting way to the, time. The, you know, all yeah, the way to, to the, all the way to the boat ramp. Then we get to the boat ramp, and it's just like, and you might even have stars until you get to the blind. Come shooting time, you know, it's just yeah. here come the clouds. That's the worst. I've so, had that so many times. Yep. Uh, so, what do you do? As far as Minnesota goes, though, honestly, like, you know, Phil's got good pizza and beer. You know, <laughs> Bill the, does. Yeah, Bill the does. The geese, the beast. Yeah, the, I'll the, bring some beer. The geese are going to be a bonus. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super worried about shooting <laughs> geese. And, but you know what is funny is, um, of all years for me to be around for an early goose opener is this year, and then I leave to go to Minnesota, and we have geese all over the place in South Dakota this year compared to other years. Yeah. So I'm kind of laughing, like, huh, that's interesting. I have. A couple of friends of mine have got several goose spots that I've been invited to with more than a couple hundred geese in each of them. And here I'm going to a spot where we don't know if we have anything right now. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, <laughs> there are there are no geese there at the moment. I've been trying to do some scouting and it's been hard, really hard to pattern. Um, majority of the sweet corn is in yet. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I know of one field that went out super early and it has geese in it depending on what we're getting for rain and that's what's been Mm -hmm. hard about scouting because our last three rains have been spaced out but they've been what two three and four inches each one of them Mm -hmm. but yet we've been i guess i would say dry-ish right because it's large gaps in between the rain yeah so what i'm getting at is scouting's been really hard because today we got what three inches last night or this morning Man, it's the same storm that went through us, and I got like a quarter of an inch. Oh, really? Well, see, but this one came up from the south. It started out west, and that's where I thought it was coming from. And then this morning, I got woke up to a lot of thunder and lightning and rain, and I saw it was coming up from the south. Oh, yeah. it's different. But anyway, oh, it's made yeah. scouting really hard because, like, sheet water bean fields, you know, once they have water in them, they have geese on them. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, obviously with the way things are tiled out up here, if you don't get any rain for four or five, six days, then that sheet water disappears and the geese disappear. Um, and yeah. same with like this one sweet corn field I've been watching, you know, once like all the like low spots <clears throat> are flooded in that, there's tons of geese out there. And then once that disappears, they go somewhere else. So it's been kind of hard to pin them down lately. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not too worried about it, but I mean, if we shoot some, I'll be happy at this point. That's kind of one. 
get out and do something a little different and have at it for a few days and then yeah me too i'm saying you know, we haven't with covid this year obviously we can't go to canada like um normally we go to florida in the summertime and usually it's spring break and you know in march so i mean since covid you know my ass has been here at the house so i'm just you know i'm just ready to I kind of like that Wasika is Ryan's replacement for Florida and Canada. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, 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 it honestly really is. So. I mean, it's pretty exotic, pretty wild. You yeah. know, a lot of stuff, lots going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> high, high on the tourist destination list, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. I well, love it. You, in the past, you know, my experiences with Minnesota, you know, I've driven through it three times on the way to, on the way to Canada. Um, I've, I think the only time my feet have ever hit the ground is either at an airport or at a gas station. Sure. So, <laughs> yeah. So well, you, you get know, to I see have, a little bit then. Yeah. We got some yeah. things we can do besides hunt. So yeah, I've you been know. through it a bunch. I just never spent any time there. So it's pretty cool around where I live. I've, I've grown to appreciate it more and more as the years go by. Yeah. I've appreciated it now that I've left. I think that's something that you kind of get anyways, but yeah. One of those deals, like man, like when I when I go back and visit now, I wish I had a wish I had taken more advantage of it when I lived there. But we were so you know. scared to drive when we were younger. Remember you and I talking about that, Phil? Yeah, God, like, yeah, because so I've been back quite a bit over the. Few, I mean, I'm only I'm not that far away, but you know, just you just kind of need an excuse to go back to for more than a day or two. So mm-hmm. I've had a few days here and there, and like these last couple turkey seasons, I've been back and I've had some free time to drive around and. God, I, I used to think like, man, when we drove 15 miles back you know, when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, whatever, like 15 miles away to go hunting was like a long way. It's like, oh, we're going all the way over to this lake. And it was, I mean, it wasn't even 20 miles. And <laughs> shit, I don't hardly even begin scouting till 20 miles from, was, from now. I was going to say, and then you moved to <laughs> yeah. South Dakota and you learned what driving was yeah. really all about. Oh, yeah. I mean, twenty like the next nearest town is 20 miles away here, you know? So it's like so different. And yeah, I don't know. It's really weird. But yeah, I wish I'd uh, I think it's just one of those funny things that you kind of appreciate the area once you get out and yeah. or just, even as you just get older. So mm-hmm. I figured while I was in Minneapolis too, I'd take the time to go burn down an auto zone or a CVS. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look at that baloney's all done. Oh, Look, I know. Yeah. You're flying in, right? Yeah, I am. But my wife was said something about that the other day. She's like, are you going to have to go through that part of town? I'm like, well, I don't even know where that part of town is. No, you'll be yeah. south. You'll be away from all that. <laughs> yeah. The airport actually is really super conveniently located for going to Wasika. It's like, wow. I mean, as much as it can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You land on, you're on the south side of the metro and you're going south. So gotcha. it's pretty easy. Yeah. I've been in kind the airport a, several times, just layovers between there and Saskatoon. So, okay. Yeah. It's kind of an in and out type deal. It, yeah. It's not a terrible. The Minneapolis, the, yeah, the Minneapolis airport, I think, is the only U.S. airport that flies back and forth to Saskatoon. Huh. So that's interesting. Yep. So usually when we go to Canada, like you get to the Minneapolis airport and I mean, it's like a, it looks like a DU convention in there. Like everybody's got camo on and mm-hmm. so many people headed to, you know, either, I don't know, wherever that is in Alberta, Calgary or one of those in Saskatoon. Yeah. So. yeah it's pretty, it's cool to see. Like we used to get that. It's the Sioux Falls airport looks like that. 
on pheasant opener too. It's oh, I bet. Good. Yeah. And like just, but it's not camel, but blaze orange then blaze yeah. orange and, and Filson and whatever other things pheasant hunters tend to wear. I've got to spend too much time at the Sioux Falls airport. Like two years ago when I was there. Oh, that's right. Dove hunting. Like my flight was canceled for two days. That's Storms. So whatever that little, it's a nice little hotel connected to the airport there. But oh yeah. Days in or it's got, green, it's got a green sign. Yeah, it's really nice. So I just watched college football and ate wings from the restaurant downstairs for two days. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Hey, you got nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. Might as well you might as well live a life of luxury at that point, huh? And eat some wings every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Drink beer and eat wings. So funny. I like that. I plan on doing some of that. Probably not so much wings, but pizza and pizza and beer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got you boys covered on pizza and beer. That's for sure. Mm, that's all I ask. If you I give don't... me those and a couple chances to blow my goose call, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah that will happen. I can guarantee all that. Yeah, we'll yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm good then. Mm-hmm. Oh I man, that, I bet that craft beer. You know that I guess what is it? The half pint brewery. I bet that's yep. right up Phil's alley. Oh yeah, oh, it is. It is for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I think I, I told you, I think I told Phil when I was out there. He's just like my buddy John Hoffman. Like, you know, if I go into a gas station, it's usually I'll grab a twelve pack of Coors Light or whatever. And nope, they'll stand there in front and think, "What is the oddest thing I can drink?" <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much nailed that. I will yeah. admit. And like, because we was hunting. I mean, I think for the four or five days, I don't think you grabbed the same thing twice. For two days in a row. Well, you never know. There's always something different. You got to try it. I mean, it might be like the one thing that you can never avoid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hoffman, he'll go to the gas station. You know, you can build like a six pack and stuff. He'll do that. Those are the best places ever. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I'm like, good Mm -hmm. night. It's like drinking pancake syrup. That's the best. Phil will build a case with 24 different kinds of beer. Oh hell yeah, yeah! That's exactly what Hoffman will do. It just it blows my mind. Yeah, <laughs> I've got in my fridge. I got a little fridge in my garage here. I've got um, one, two. I think I have like five different kinds of cans of beer. Plus, I have a keg of another kind of a beer. That actually is a homebrew. So I got all sorts of stuff. So I'm, nice. Yeah, I am a little bit of a beer. I'm not a beer snob because I'll drink anything. I'll drink light beers and all that, but I do like. Fancier yeah. ones if I can have them. So I just thought it was funny. Like, I mean, just whatever. You just sit there and like look and think, man, what's he doing? And it's just, <laughs> it's like trying to find the most weird beer there. <laughs> well, no, you because you've had other ones, you know, you don't want to <laughs> yeah. replicate them if you can help it. Yeah. Unless you know it's like top tier, then I'll replicate sometimes. Yeah, I hear you. <clears throat> That's funny. Oh, man. So yeah, other than that, man, I, other than other than all the hunting season starting, hunting trips starting, time. other than that, like really not much going on at this point in time. Well, hey, since we're on since we're on current events, um, I want to say, Phil, we've been friends since I think I've been sixteen. So however long ago that was, and when we started hunting together, you had a camera right away out the shoot, pretty much, if I remember right. 
for a while. Yeah, I had it for a while, then I quit for a while. Mm-hmm. And I just can remember when like the cameras got in the way and they were annoying, and I said things to you like, "No, no, 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 I don't worry about photos. Let's go. Let's you know, or whatever." I mean, I was always cool with the photos, but I'm just saying, like, you stuck with it, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, most people listening to this know, um, you know, you're a photographer, right? And a waterfall photographer. And mm-hmm. as your buddy, right? And seeing mm-hmm. you hug this camera along forever, I can't say congratulations enough for getting the cover of Max. Max, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got nice. that one. And then, right. so I was pumped about <clears throat> that. That was cool. Yep. That was cool to have. Because mm-hmm. you and I, when we were little, right, like we oh, looked yeah. at that Max catalog. And I remember you judging photos on those catalogs. And then oh, yeah. shortly after that, I was floored. I was cooking pizzas and I about tipped over backwards. Uh, Ryan, I don't know if you know this, but the was it the latest issue? Yes, it is. Of Phil's photos <laughs> on the latest issue of DU. So congratulations, yeah. buddy. Thank you. It was uh, nice to see, so I uh, appreciate them choosing my photo on that. So. Yeah, and I'm just curious to know, like, did they reach out to you? How'd that all go down? It, the so the way, like, all these different magazines do it different, but um, DU specifically sends out an email list to the photographers that have contacted them or that they work with, so however it works. Yep, that's my buddy <clears> Hoffman they, that drinks the beer. Yeah, it's John. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to mention, I was going to mention that. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is funny that you brought all that up earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they they and he John is the one who does this. He sends out an email to everybody that's on his list and and basically like a big wants list, and then they all the photographers submit back in, and you just have to get chosen. And um, yeah, I happened to get the cover issue, the cover photo for DU this for this October, November, September, September, October. Okay. So, yeah. God, and you got September, October. That's like the best month to get on that, too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a big one. It was fun. I mean, it was like it. Like I don't know. I haven't said. I haven't. I've only told a few people, and it's just it's one of those things. that's kind of like I'm not a big goal setter in yeah, life for anything. Like I don't have a lot of goals other than to shoot as many mallards as possible every year. But you've had to have had your eye on that on the photo yeah, that makes the cover of that magazine. But yes, that is one, like when I really decided to start taking photos, that was like a goal was to be on the cover of DU and Wildfowl and mm-hmm. Delta. I mean, but when any one of them, and I would have been totally happy and I am, I mean, mm-hmm. so and I've had other photos in magazines, but that one, that's like, that's like, if you're a basketball photographer, that's like being on the cover of Sports yeah. Illustrated. So yeah, I do. Yeah. So it's cool. I was happy. I was super happy to see that the other day and I knew it was. The hard part was I, I knew it was happening, but I couldn't say anything to anybody for quite a while. And sure. Finally, somebody texted me a photo that they had, they had seen a friend of mine in Wisconsin or sent on Instagram. He saw it and he said, and then um, I saw that that was on the cover and then I knew I could tell people. So that's when I sent it to you. So, oh man, well, I'm going yeah. to yeah. have to get on Hoffman's ass for not telling me about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, in the past, you know, he'd tell me like, you know, I've, you know, I've, you know, Conky sent in some really good pictures this time. I remember a couple years ago, like, you know, um, Hoffman said, you know, tell Conky to send some pictures in, and you, and I said something to you, and you're like, ah, 
maybe I will next month, next time or something. So you were like, yeah. so, but um, that's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. There it was nice go. to see it. When I saw it on there. It looks, it looks pretty cool on the cover. So yeah, it was good. To, it's a good little feeling of validation for all the early mornings and evenings and yeah. miles driven and all that baloney. Yeah. So, yeah. No joke. Well, so, well, I dig it. well, too, because, yeah, because, you know, really up until, you know, you started to sell these prints and stuff before, you haven't done a whole lot with your pictures other than Instagram, have you? Not really. Yeah. I've had a few printed here and there, but or a few in, in, in magazines here and there, but for the most part, yeah, they're just, they're just there just for the heck of it. So, yeah, that's kind of why I started selling them as canvases because, I mean, I figure I might as well do something with them. And, yeah. Between that and submitting the magazines is cool. So, yeah. yeah. No, so that's fun. That was, thanks, Bill. And I went to probably brought it up myself, but. Oh, man, I'm proud. I've been telling everyone. It's funny at the pizza farm, too. I'm like, DU. And they're like, what? I'm like, Ducks Unlimited. This is my buddy on Ducks Unlimited. And I'm like, what am I doing? This person doesn't even duck hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't know. Who, yeah, why would most of, the, most of the people that I know there probably are not Ducks Unlimited subscribers. So. Yeah. <clears throat> That's funny. That's one of those things with, with Hoffman being a member of our duck club. And I mean, he's just a great guy, but all the time when we're out hunting, you know, and I'll tell you one of the funniest stories. I mean, it's probably been 10 years ago now. You know, we were um, down in the bottoms and and he starts like in the post of the blind he starts taking all these pocket knives out of his backpack and, and like sticking them in there. I'm like, I'm like, son, what the hell are you doing? He said, Oh, he said, I'm trying to get a cool picture for the magazine on a knife display or like a knife special. Well, I turn around and those, and he accidentally closed one of those on his finger. And I mean, his <laughs> finger, his finger was hanging on by the end of his finger was hanging on by a thread. And I'm Jesus. telling you, Hoffman, and he's as mad at the mallards as we are. And he's like, look, he said, if I have to cut the rest of it off, I am not leaving. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my. <laughs> yeah. but it's just, you know, all the time, like, you know, he's just doing stuff like, you know, like, hey, sticker, like last year was, um, I don't remember what it was he was needing a photo for. And he said something to me about it, you know, at the beginning of the morning. And, and at, when we got back at the boat ramp, I just was pretty sure, like, um, must have been a shitty morning because I was just ready to get home. I just took off of the boat and he called me. He's like, hey, you promised you'd let me photograph your boat and and, and all that. So I had to turn around and come back. But he's just always, oh my gosh. Doing, just always doing cool stuff like that. He's a, hell, funny. he's a hell of a photographer himself. So Yeah, he is. He is good stuff. Yeah, good guy. So and it's I'll probably you, hard for him to put all of his own photos in the magazine, though. So yeah, I'd like say, yeah. I mean, everything. you got to have other people here and there. Yeah. Usually what he's done, he's just getting like backdrop photos for stuff that like. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because, like, when I started taking photos, I was not, I wasn't, in, in, not, not that I wasn't interested, but I wasn't, I didn't think about what a magazine actually needs for photos. But then when you see and look at what kinds of photos are in a magazine, it's not all just huge, flashy ducks in your face. It's not yeah. um, sunrises blasting at someone with someone water splash. And it's not all that. It was like, very editorial type photos and very just more straightforward type stuff. So there's a, it's interesting job. He's a bathroom all the time. He's just always taking pictures. He might be taking pictures of trees and, 
you know, he's just, just stuff he, you just mm-hmm. do for like backdrops of stuff that you like, you just don't even think mm-hmm. about. But yeah, most of the time he's not even taking pictures of like anything significant. Yeah. It's you like know. when I get that email from him and my mom was like, God dang it. I could have taken a thousand photos of that thing that they're asking for, but I don't have a single one. Well, scratch that off the list. <laughs> yeah. Kind of interesting. I mean, it, it's such a different world that yeah, I feel like I'm connecting to it a little bit more now, but yeah, it's, um, it'd be, that'd be kind of a fun job to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always told everybody I've been in more DU magazines than anybody else. Nobody ever noticed though, because they're there for years. It might still be the same way. I have no idea, but like back in the classifieds, like the uh-huh. top, the top picture, it's like the width of it. It's only like maybe three quarters of an inch tall. It's just mm-hmm. a silhouette of a guy standing up in the decoy spread, and it's me. <laughs> so you're everyone. Yeah, I wasn't like everyone for years. It's <laughs> funny. I'll have to look one up and see. So, yeah, but it's like a purplish blue picture. I'm like, yep, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's funny. I'll check it out next time I, when I get this issue. I haven't got it yet, so yeah, I've I only seen so far. I've only seen photos of my picture on the cover. So yeah, I haven't looked in several years. So I mean, he might have changed it. I don't. I don't I'd know. imagine he's got some other other possibilities since then to throw up there. Yeah, probably so. But um, he's a good guy. He's a killer. Mallard cool. killer. Sounds good to know. Yep. Well, heck. So, kind of what our our um or based on the the title of this episode um a few years ago ryan a year or two ago whatever it was a while back ryan had come up with a facebook post where he kind of detailed a bunch of things that you um don't want to do as a duck hunter and we were just gonna kind of readdress that today in our own terms and maybe um add some or subtract some or whatever we don't have to go through all of them but maybe add some other ones and talk about those for a little bit here things that you should do and shouldn't do as a duck hunter to be um respected liked um absolutely invited back invited back all sorts of things etiquette duck hunter etiquette Duck hunter etiquette, uh, and I liked how Ryan worded it when I first saw his deal. The unwritten rules. Yeah. Yep. yeah what's funny about that? Like I just, I, you know, I'd been all the time. I just always take notes in the notes section of my phone, and so you know, I spent a while like coming up with that list. But what surprised me is I put it on Instagram, and then somehow it got on Facebook, and ended up getting shared like ten thousand times. So I was like, holy smokes! Wow. So it was, it was a hit. straight up viral it, in the Facebook yeah, world. It was, it was a hit. So, but, um, guys seem to enjoy it. So, I mean, and that, you know, I, there's, it's, it's so relatable, you know, everybody can relate to, to so many things and this. So, yeah, well, let's run through those. I mean, I, I know that you each have a list and I'm going to have to steal off of one of your guys' list because. I've been kind of running my butt off the last few days. And famous, not, famous I photographer did. life. Uh, it's not that <laughs> at all. It's, it's everything else. I mean, I did take some, I've been out in the marsh a little bit the last few evenings. Yeah. So that's a little bit. So I, I can't say I didn't have like time I was enjoying, but I was, yeah. I wasn't able to sit down and chill with it as I'm standing. Yeah, you, had all the, water. You, you had all these meet and greets. We know. I know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, nonstop. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I mean, millions of dollars will probably be coming at, yeah. at my way after this now. 
Yeah. <laughs> I once exactly. knew Phil. Women, <laughs> women are just banging down yeah. the garage door trying to get in here. And now I put up some silencers and yeah. Before, stuff. Before we get um, started on this, I'll, I'll, like you said, just women beating on your door. I'm like, I just got the most random text message ever. It's from seven one four four five four six one four zero. It says adult star. It says adult star Nicole Aniston said the number one reason she's attracted to a guy lasting hours to pleasure her. Ryan satisfy oh. her by clicking on this link. Yeah. <laughs> or they must know something. I, man. And I just got that. And the funny part is, is like I, I don't ever get spam email, like or not. I'm, I'm sorry, spam, like spam text. Yeah, yeah, I don't spam text because you know I've just always put my phone number on those. So I don't know that, but that just now come through. Maybe that was like maybe it was an ex girlfriend that knows something that no. you know, she she submitted your phone number for you. <laughs> Yeah, crazy, but uh, I don't. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> all right, what is it, how, well, Ryan? You you kind of wrote this thing to begin with. Why don't you uh, start with your favorite one? All right. Well, I, I mean, I think I got a lot of favorites, but I think as far as you know, as being serious, and you know, and the number one piece of advice that I can give to any new hunter is never return to a place that you were invited to as a guest. Mm-hmm. That. That one out of everything on your list is to me the most, the most important one. And man, I, I can tell you how much it means to me on that, because as you know, Ryan and Bill, both of you, I have some secret hunting spot, fairly secret. They're less secret mm-hmm. the last couple of years, but fairly secret hunting spots. Um, and there's a lot of people that I will not. And people will probably listen to this now and be like, that son of a bitch. That's why he won't take me. But there's people that I will not take to certain areas that I hunt because I do not trust that they will not go back to them. And it's not that I think that they're bad people, but I think the temptation to go back to those spots is sometimes too much. And it's easy to do. And it's, I mean, like I, I, one of my better friends he was scouting in that area with somebody new one time. And I kind of got on and I said, this is not your spot. <laughs> and he'll know when he listens to this, he'll know who he is. Um, and he's and I, I still hunt with him all the time, but like that deal, like going to someone else's spot is like, that would be a complete ender of a hunting relationship for yeah. some places. There's times where, you know, if someone, if someone took you to, Lake Michigan, and you lived in Michigan. Well, that's not, I mean, yeah. you couldn't hunt on the lake, but there's certain spots in there that if they didn't ever know about it, that yeah, you would be like, All right, I'm this is not mine until we're either no longer friends or that guy doesn't hunt anymore, we can't hunt together, however that works. So, yeah, it's, yeah I mean, that's different too. If you main, went to like a blind draw and you drew blind five, and and you know. Then the, the next time you went back and maybe your friend couldn't go or something and you decided to draw blind five or something because you'd had good luck. Yeah, that's different. That's different. It's going to get hunted anyways. Yeah, but exactly. But yeah. Yeah, there's there's times where you just don't you just don't do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's huge. So it's it's debatable, though, right? I'm going to play devil's advocate and 
say one of my uh, one of mine. I'm going to go kind of piggyback off Ryan's and say one of mine. So Ryan, I agree with that. When it comes to private ground, I agree with that 110%, right? And when it comes to public mm-hmm. ground, I basically agree with it. But I was just doing some texting with my buddy Carl today. And I asked him, you know, like what he thought of this subject, if he had any good points, right? And he told me one that I thought was a good one. And I want to get your guys' thoughts based upon what Ryan just said. Don't assume anything public is your spot. Um, well, okay. So, yes and no. With people outside of your group, for sure, they can... Right. They can find it, and they have every right to hunt it. And that's why like I some, love. That's why I love Carl's point, right? Like, because you can't. But you, here's the deal, though. Let's say that you okay. How about this? So, on November twentieth of this year, um, all of a sudden, I pull up to the boat launch that we use, and Ryan is there with his boat and two buddies, and didn't tell me that he was <laughs> hunting, and took off ahead of me and headed to the spot that I took him. Oh. I would not be happy. Mm-hmm. I know he wouldn't do that, but like that would that would not be right. So like, yeah. if you take someone to the spot, even if it's public or whatnot, that is your spot among between you two in that relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I would say now, if someone else happens to stumble upon it, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to kick someone else off of a public spot if they found it. But if it's a friend of mine, and then they roll in there and like. I mean, there's certain people that, like, you know, we have that relationship where, like, we would share our spots. Yeah. But but when does also- but when does that expire, right? So, like, if I took you to a public spot and it was a sneaky public spot, right, and we had a good old time and we shot them, well, for sure, later that season or the next season, like, you better you better contact me before you go there. But is there an expiration yeah, I, date on I that? Think, I think part of that is how I mean you would you would know. I mean, I. Here's how I would explain it. If we, as you're doing it and you feel dirty, that's wrong. It's <laughs> wrong. I mean, you know, like yeah. you know, as you're doing it, if it is, if you should be in that spot or not. Like if you're looking over your shoulder thinking, oh shit, I hope he doesn't show up now. Well, then yeah. you shouldn't be doing it. But if, you know, you said, oh yeah, so-and-so can't hunt today and he knows I'm going to be out here. All right, whatever. No big deal. Yeah. I mean. Cause like, well, Mark, so I like, I mean, I basically, I like all these spots up there. Like I've known about, oh, okay. I don't know. So that sounds like too much info, but I've known about <laughs> these spots in that place for two, for a long time. And, you know, I told Mark to go scout it out one year and then he went up there. He was the first one to go up there and he found them. And I'd shot ducks up there in this, in this area um, earlier, a few years before, but you know, I'm cool like with him hunting it when I'm not there, mm-hmm. uh, because that's just like how our yeah. thing works. But uh, I also didn't like just take him there and just drop him off. But there's, I mean, there's people that I that I just flat out would not trust in those situations. And also to the mm-hmm. and the other thing too is is if you're if it's something that's crossed your mind. You know, if that crossed my mind, and here's the thing about it, I'm so anti against this, like I wouldn't even do it to somebody that I don't like. You know, <laughs> yeah. just like that's how yeah. big that's just how big I am on on respect. But like if you know, if if it was something that I wanted to do, like I would call and say, you know, hey Phil, 
you know, you mind taking me down there south of Yankton, you know? And um, you'd be like, yeah, man, I, I've got stuff to do. Go ahead and go down there. You know, I would at least get permit. I would, but the thing is, I wouldn't even, I still wouldn't do it, but it might be a little better. Oh, yeah, you if, touch base. I think, I think yeah, that kind of stuff touch, is fine. Yeah, but it's the shady mm-hmm. shit where, mm-hmm. you know, I just. Yeah, it, it, if you, when you're out there, when you're at the boat launch or the, the access point or whatever, and you're looking over your shoulder and nervous and feeling shade, feeling dirty about it. Like, you know, it's wrong. Like it, mm-hmm. yeah. it almost, I mean, it, it seems like there could be a questionable point, but in your mind, yeah. you know, whether it's right or not. So yeah, I, I think that's maybe like the biggest thing. And if you're trying to be someone who wants to duck hunt with other people and get invites yeah. and have other friends to hunt with, I mean, there's nothing that will, will stop that. Yeah. sooner than going to someone else's spot. Yeah. Right. And I guess probably too, like, I mean, I guess it, 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 it grows like, you know, just say we hunted together, you know, 40 days a season and yeah, that's different. Like 41 days. You'll be like, I can't go like, well, I might come back. You're yeah. Probably gonna like, be like, okay. You're probably going to be like, well, hammer down. Yeah. Yeah. But if, that's but if you kind do, of like how I said like that friend of mine, Mark, like I, we've yeah. hunted together enough and our, that's how our relationship is. Like I, I wouldn't really care unless it was awesome. Like, Oh, I can't, I can go the next day. Okay. Well, wait, but I mean, but even then, like we've done that, like we're able to hunt it and hunt it. And so, yeah, there's, it all depends, but, but you know, but every time you would do it, you would know, I think that it was, it wasn't right. But I guess based if, if somebody, if you're what, if you're taken as a guest one time yeah, yeah, and, and after that hunt, you, you know, you don't really talk to the person much or just in passing or whatever. Then one day you show up and you're in the, and you're yep. in your duck hole. Yep. That's not you know. good. And you could, yeah. I mean, you could translate that to a, a hole in the woods somewhere down yeah. on the bayou. You could up here on a lake on a certain point, whatever. I mean, it's, that's the spot that's, I've had, I've had it happen on a couple of different places around here that I took someone yeah. and then the next weekend they were out there in the exact place that, you know, we were mm-hmm. and, huh. All right. Well, it happens kind of a, a lot. Way. I've seen friendships end over it. Yeah, yeah. But you know so, the, the but you know my 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 rule right or my turn. I said don't assume anything public is your spot. Phil, don't you have experience with that? Like being a freelancer, scouting and rolling into a public spot, but you were told that's so and so's hole. Oh yeah, for sure. So and I, I've had it. I've think- had it all sorts of places, but that's but that's different though. <clears throat> that's a totally different thing than your friend or someone mm-hmm. you took being in there. Now, if you're just going to a public spot and then they're not part of your group, you know, in different places have different official rules and laws. And man, I mean, I mean, how long ago was it Ryan until I mean, there's places in Arkansas that we went somewhere. We, this is five years ago, six years ago when you can't like, you can't control a, a, a hole in the woods on public yeah. ground in Arkansas, but like we beat some guys to a spot and they walked in on us and just set up with us and asked if we wanted to hunt with them. And we were there first. And this mm-hmm. was, and we were like, um, well, I don't think we have an option at this point. And yeah. so you have like weird things like that. And, and then you got places where, you know, people have blind, I mean, blinds and, how different laws and rules go. And it's just a, 
it's a a sketchy kind of a deal, but man, like the deal amongst friends or acquaintances. Right. That's, the, that's the, I mean, that's, that's yeah. yeah. Ethics come into play. And what is, yeah. what is all the, what does all Leopold say? Ethical behavior is doing the right yeah. thing when no one else is, is watching, mm-hmm. even when doing the wrong thing is yeah. legal. And what does your friendship value have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just a respect thing. Just, yeah. res- just, just respect that you had the, the chance to go and um, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, don't. Not only don't go back. Yeah, don't tell don't everybody tell else. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other deal too. So, uh-huh. did you did you give yours other one, Bill? Then did you give yours or no? Well, I mean, mine. I just wanted to say one of mine because it just piggybacked off Ryan so yeah. well with the public right. thing, but um. I'll go with one of my most passionate ones. You guys are going to hear me say this a lot on the podcast because it drives me insane, right? Whoever the shot caller is, right? Like, do not, do not. If you're all experienced, right? If the shot caller is inexperienced, maybe you can. But if you're all experienced hunters, do not second guess the other the shot caller's shot call when he didn't do a good job. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's that's money. I will agree. I will agree, but I will say how depending on how you do it, you could maybe do it in a way that was like, you know, if you do it tactfully, like you don't want to do it like, man, you sucked at that. Like that sucked, but like well, you no, could. But you here's, could, here's the classic. You could be like, hey, it looks like they're gonna swing like this way on us. Maybe we should call them when they're over here. But here's the classic like, line that goes. Constructively, here's you the, can do it constructively. Here's the classic line that goes through my brain, though. After you know exactly how everything went, and then the dude that's like, "Yeah, we should have taken them when they were over the top of us." Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. the worst. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I should have. At this point yep. now, that that is the past, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, I know, Captain it. Captain Hindsight. Shut <laughs> up, dude. God, I hate that so much. Kind yep. of realize you fucked up and just, just, yeah, move on. But I do think you can do it. I think there's ways. I mean, because you need to like discuss it as a hunting group, right? No, you do you need to be right. able to discuss it to fix it for future. So, like, you don't criticize them, but you say, "Hey, what if you know these last two flocks have done this? Maybe we do this in the future." So, right. yeah, yeah like, the Captain Hindsight method of doing it like that yeah. sucks, and all you're going to do is piss people off. <laughs> but if you do it, whereas you actually like you know, have like something constructive to talk about, then I think it makes sense. Right. Yeah, we usually, in like our situation, you know, you know, in our mind, you know, usually Kelly will call the shot, but the thing about it is, is he doesn't, he does, but he doesn't really have to because we've all hunted Everybody together so knows. long that, and when you hunt and you, and you know what they're going to do, like, yeah. but you know, usually after that, you know, he'll be like, oh, damn. Then we'll just kind of all discuss it as a group, like, yeah, maybe we should do a decoy switch or because I mean, and honestly, I mean, we're very, um, you know, we're very conservative on when we shoot. You know, if I, I've always said that if there's times if we would shoot them hard, like, you know, others do, we, we might kill another 150 ducks a year. But, you know, there's so many times that, you know, we and <laughs> and so many times, and I think me and Phil did this, like, um, kind of get caught up being a bird watcher yeah. you know, where, you, where there's a, there's just almost too many birds working and you let four or five come in and, and do it perfect. Like, 
you know, I guess it all depends on the, t- t- the time of year and the way the hunt's going. But I'll tell you, there's so many times, I'd say more times than not, we don't shoot just like, and nobody's upset. And you that's, know, that's the crew I want to hunt with. The ones that are like, yeah. like when the experience, let's say an experienced shot caller will right away yeah. go, we should have taken them on the right. But I like hunting with a group of guys that responds with, yeah, maybe next time, but oh well, right? Like yeah. we don't care. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's going to happen. We it's had not a, the end of the world. We had a situation a couple of years ago. This was, it, it was honestly hilarious, but like, I mean, it was opening morning. We had 10 Canada's come through the timber hole. <laughs> like, and Kelly never called the shot. And like, everybody's like, what are you doing? And like, he and I hunt together so much. I knew exactly what he was thinking. It, I'm sorry. It was the second split opener. He didn't know if goose season was in or not. Mm-hmm. And I, and the thing is when he went, and when, when typically I knew when he would have called that shot, when he didn't call it, I realized that he didn't know whether goose season was in. So mm-hmm. when they come through, you know, we had a couple mm-hmm. guests and they're like, what in the hell? And, and Kelly's like, Graves, is goose season in? I'm like, Kelly, honestly, I do not know. Because, I mean, geese is not something that That's we, funny. that you know, because, you know, in You've Kentucky, done that. You're, I've done that exact same like, thing. Yeah, it, it, it changes sometimes from year to yep. year. Like it might come in for a few days, then go out. So we just weren't sure. Yep. But everybody's like, oh, I mean, and the thing is, these birds were so, so like they were so dead and didn't know it that we should have went ahead and counted them. Because, yep. I mean, Ronnie Millsap could have killed all of them. <laughs> That's how close they were. But like I say, but I knew when he didn't call that shot that he didn't know whether goose season was in or not. And like, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I'm I got your back because I, you know. So yeah. we had to get on That's our phone. How it is. Work, you know, better safe than sorry. Yep. So I don't know. It's just, but it's one of those deals. We just always discuss it as a group. Like, man, if we have, you know, we just don't like to shoot them hard. And but you know, there's those days where the wind might not be just exactly right. You know, we'll make a group decision. Like, oh, what's next group? You know, what's you know, Take them when they shoot, it over. you know, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. but I know that's exactly what we were talking about. That's half the deal. But that boner we're on the other side of the line that says, you know, we should have taken them when they passed over the first time. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, that's, that's the you know. worst. Yeah. That's why I could never, guide. Right. that's why I could never guide and do all that mess. Oh, God. I could do it. And maybe that's why I'm so salty about it. I could do a whole show on those stories. <laughs> Literally never ending at that point. Because, so. Phil, you're exactly right. Like, you've second-guessed my shot call many times. I've second-guessed yours. But you and mm-hmm. I seem to have then, like, a little meeting about it. You know? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, like, you, like, we know. Like, I mean, like, we'll rib each other, like, in a fun. Like, there's a difference between. There's people who do it to, like, assholey. Mm-hmm. There's people who do it kind of like, you know, like good buds and mm-hmm. like, like, I don't have a problem with that. Like, you know, like you might say something smart back to you, you know, but right. But yeah, you just, otherwise, you know, who cares? I mean, yeah. And we might bust each other's balls about it a little bit, but like, you know, yeah, sure. But there's a good nature, but you know, like right after it, before anybody says anything, be like, y'all didn't join a PETA down there or what? You know? Yeah. There's, yeah. There's different <laughs> ways. There's ways to like have fun with everything. Yeah. And then there's, Ways to just be that guy. A I guess it's, a, I guess it's a, mm-hmm. a snarl comment. I don't do snarl comments well, and none of none of my group of friends do either. So, but yeah, I, exactly. I consider that a snarl comment when somebody says, "Oh, we should have, damn Bruce, we should have shot that first time." You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, we could do that. We could do that every time. Then we'll never get them close. So, yeah, what do you right. want? 
Right. Yeah. That's that's going to be my typical comment back if someone says something like that to me. That or just yeah. Then we don't get those ones like the flock before where they're hovering ten yards over. Yeah. Then we don't get those if we shoot those ones out there. So what do you want? Yeah. Or that, or just look at them and say, "You just got to act like you've done this before." You know. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. All right, Ryan. So I kind of have one. Okay. Um. Um. Something's uh, it kind of goes along with everything here, but it's um. It's don't ditch your friends for a better opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and, I've, and I will admit I was guilty of this back in the day. Um, and then I became com- now and, and ever. And, th- and I did it once I did it one time. And I didn't even hear feedback on it, but I just realized how shitty it was. And ever since then, I've been completely opposite. And I will now suck up a super sucky hunt knowingly yep. with friends rather than ditch out and go do something really good if I could get out of the other hunt. Yep. Yeah. Unless everybody like wants to, unless no one wants to hunt. But yeah. I never so thought of, I never thought about that, but that is I mean that that should almost be number two on my list. Like mm-hmm. that is that is spot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a that is a number one no no. Yep. It's, yeah, it's a good way to piss people off and make make them uh, feel like you don't value them at all. Yeah. I know a couple of years ago, um, you know, the, I guess it was probably three years ago, the hunt was really good. And we were looking for some hunters and I called Seth Dorch and I said, you know, Seth, do you want to, you want to hunt with us in the morning? He's like, man, <laughs> I've already told so-and-so I'd help him put a snow goose spread out, go snow goose hunting. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, and, and as good a guy as Seth is, he swallowed his pride and he went on that snow goose hunt. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but like that, but that's I was, angelic to yeah, go on I, a snow goose hunt over a good duck hunt. Yeah. Ugh. But, and I would have done the same thing. Like if I had, a, if oh, I, yeah. I'd have, you know, if I'd have told somebody, which you can bet your ass, I'm never telling somebody I'm going on a snow goose hunt during duck season in the state of Tennessee. Guarantee it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, you know, he didn't have, you know, prior to me calling him, he didn't have anything better going on. So he accepted the invite and, 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 you know, he manned up and, and went and that's, like I say, and that's exactly what I'd have done too. So. And here's, yeah. here's the deal too. Like that group that you ditched, they may not find out that day or the next they're gonna day, find out. but they're going to find out. Mm-hmm. And when they do, oh, yeah, sure. Lord willing, you'll never live it down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best thing. Because otherwise, you're just—they're gonna never tell you about it and never invite you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one, Phil. I didn't think of that. Yeah. All right. So Who's up, Ryan? I'll go for one, and and this right here might be a pet peeve of mine. Like, and I've noticed that, like, Phil for sure doesn't do it. Like, and nobody I know does. But like, never call somebody and ask them how many ducks they've killed. <laughs> You know, like Phil yeah, might like, send me Phil might send me a text message say, "How's the hunt going for y'all?" Mm-hmm. That's how that to me that's how you you go. But like, if I get a text message just and I've I've just never done this and I just, it just burns my ass to no end. Mm-hmm. Like it's just I don't know I, I I just hate it. But like you know, and and I might send Phil a text message be like, you know, like my standard if I'm going to do that I'm going to be like, um. You know, just did the 
weather push any birds in y'all how's see it going this week exactly but <clears throat> just not just how many y'all killed to me that is yeah. is, is like is is poserish as it gets but mm-hmm. no that's yeah. a good one when when you wrote that down i wasn't sure what you meant and now that i heard you say it like yeah, yeah i think you can say one. the same for like wanting to tell someone how many birds you shot yeah and I'll even and like, say, as far as my duck club, my group of friends, I mean, hell, we're all best friends. We hunt together every day that we can. But if I'm not there, Lord willing, and I send one of them a text message that says, how many ducks you got? There ain't a damn one of them's going to tell me. Right. Yeah. But if, I, yeah. But, but if it's just, how's it going? You know? Yeah. It's just, and the thing is, it's something we've never even talked about. It's just something we'd never do. Yeah. You know? Well, like, you know, like if I, if one of my regular hunting buddies, Sons of meshes, how's it going? You know, eight o'clock, I get a text, how's it going? And there's two of us, I'm like, oh, it's good. Got seven, need three more. Like, amongst like your tight. Yeah, exactly. Friend. Like, then there's one, but I don't, I would never, like, I'll never be the first one to send that message. And yeah, that's, like, what I, that's what I'm saying. Never start out yeah. the conversation with how many yeah. ducks have you killed or how many ducks you got. Occasionally, you know? I will, if there's someone who like slept in, I might do that just to rub it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, another thing with that goes too is, and I have, I, I've, I'll admit I've done this. I did this for a couple of years ago. I had this like the most ridiculous duck season ever. Um, and like I did like with people that I knew that knew me well, when we were talking about it, I would actually say, you know, I was able to shoot. I got to go so much and it was so good that I actually shot. Cause I kept track that year. Like I have not, mm-hmm. I don't normally keep track of every single duck. And I'd be like, in conversation, like with context, I would say, this is what I shot. And, but I didn't want to, I don't want to like just blab it as like just a flat out number, but I want to provide like some info along with it to kind of like tell the whole story of like what the season was like. But yeah, you don't, that's just a way to turn people off. (laughs) It is. And I'll tell you that my mentor, Gary Hartline, when I was in, you know, high school, you know, he told us, me and my buddy Doug, he said that, People that kill ducks only talk about killing ducks to other people that kill ducks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the ones that know. Yeah. You know, and you so. know, those guys like, you know, and that's one of those, you like, that's like when I say like when those, those people that I'll tell, because you've kind of got the network. Yeah, absolutely. You've got like, you have a network of people that you message with maybe in general. And then you've got like the network of the people that you really trust and really relate to. Yeah. That you will that I'll that I'll message with. I know that. So I just you know I just recommend the the to others out there like the just you know how's it going or or just y'all seeing much? Yeah, you know. But how many of y'all got? You know, just, how's it been going? Yeah, how's yeah, it something been going? like that. Well, there's this guy I used to hunt with that same deal. Like his his first text would be like out hunting, you know, or something like that, and I'd say, yeah, how's it going? And, and I would say good or great or fun morning or whatever. And then his next text would be how many got, and that's when always I'm like, ah, damn it. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't like no answer is going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. And then, (laughs) and then if I say a limit, then he'd be like any bands. Like he's just, just, I don't know. Just drove me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got three tarsal bands, two neck bands (laughs) and uh, seven reward bands. Is that good enough? Yeah. (laughs) 
oh, sounds like an okay day. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's one I of those- got nine reward bands the other day. So, I mean, it was okay. you know, you're not doing as good, but. <laughs> it's one of those deals. I mean, I feel like now, I mean, Phil and I talk enough throughout duck season. I can text him and say, you know, how's it going up there? And you can say, yeah, we've had winds not been great for us, you know, been okay. But I don't want, I mean, and I get, and, but, but never once back, you know, eight today, 14 yesterday, you know, I, that, yeah, that's just not how, you yeah. know, and that's how, good, I mean, yeah, that's good. Three days in a row, slow yeah. today, something like that. Yeah. And when you say a good three days in a row, like I know you well enough that I know that what, a good three days in a row means so I don't have to keep asking questions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah for it, sure. It's just one of those deals. Just use your inferencing skills. Good, good can be universal if you know <laughs> yeah. what the reference point is. <clears throat> yeah. All right, Bill, you're up. Yeah, I got a good one. It's kind of important to me. Um, if you kill it, eat it. If you're in a group, split them up evenly. Don't try to justify which ones you maybe did or did not shoot based upon what you take home. So if you kill it, eat it, and don't pawn your birds off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's I fair. I like that. Yeah. Yep, I like that. And there might be times I'll be like, you know, I mean, either way, I'll be like, you know, I'm going to cook duck tonight. If anybody's not going to cook for a few yeah. days oh yeah that's burn. fine that's you fine know, if yeah. Yeah. i've had the same thing if someone wants to make sausage you're like yeah all right you know you can take take mine but yeah. if it's you know there's always that like moment at the end of a hunt wow. whether it be yeah. a good, oh, yeah. good or a bad hunt like well mm-hmm. what do we do in like you know in my youth right <laughs> when i was younger i would try to pawn them off or i'd play stupid games like you know again this one i was way younger like i didn't <laughs> want to deal with it Right. So I would say things like, well, I don't know. I don't, I probably only shot a couple this morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, in a group setting, it's, you just split them up evenly, you know? And, and if you know you shot a bunch, you should take a bunch and, and you got to eat these things, you know? Don't, uh, pawn them off. Oh, yep. yeah. Yep. That's, that's a good one. And it becomes, it's one of those things where it keeps you from getting pissed off at you. And it's just the right thing to yeah. do. So, you know, you know, if you're all going back to the lodge or something, like, don't leave without ducks. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's easy to slide out of somewhere like that without them. Yeah. I've um, I've hit my blood pressure point a few times over. And, I mean, it's been a long time, but, like, and, and I will say it's with nobody that I hunt with on a regular basis. <laughs> But I no, remember one time I just, I just, you don't want to hunt with those people on a regular basis. Yeah, but I remember one year in Arkansas, we'd had a great shoot in the woods, and you know, a couple guys went as guests, and you know, we come back and we're changing. Next thing I know, they're gone and left their ducks. Left their ducks, and like, mm, that's a well, you know, the problem with that is, is it's one, it sucks because then they're not going to eat them, and you, and that kind of like tells you like their whole mindset about duck mm-hmm. hunting. But two, it like puts the other guys in a shitty spot mm-hmm. because now, what do you do? Like you can't, you can't possess those ducks, and you can't transport them, and you can't throw them away. So what do you do? Yeah, I, that that deal sucks. That's. I mean, I'm sure there's accidents where people say, "Oh shoot, I'm on the road already." Well, all right, whatever. But more times than not, I think it's probably planned out. So. All right. Absolutely. Um, 
I don't um, have another one of my own right offhand, but Ryan, I'm going to steal one of yours and um, talk about boat ramp etiquette and <laughs> learn. It, you know, I don't have a problem with people who have a problem backing their duck boats in. Generally, people at the places I hunt do not have that problem. But what I cannot stand is when someone backs up to the ramp, getting ready. and they get the life jackets out, and then they put their decoys in, and they unstrap their blind, and then they load the boat and make coffee in the boat and cook the biscuits in the boat, and then they back the boat in. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, yeah. Get your shit ready up above the blind or up above the ramp, and then you back up get the boat in and in and out within a minute. Like you not shouldn't spend more than two minutes on the ramp. That's excessive. Yeah. That's, so. and that's, you know, I've oh, actually, I put that on there. Cause that is just a, that's a biggie for us. You know, like Ugh, it's terrible. When I pull up to the terrible. boat, ramp, I, you know, if I pull up to the boat ramp, I'm usually always the one there first, but, but if not, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'll get out, I'll, I'll undo everything. You know, I'm talking about, this is, 300 yards oh, yeah. away from the boat ramp. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're not, you know? at, you're not on, yeah. you're not on the hor- like where yeah. it's an angle. Yeah. Then that's where it's flat up on yeah. the ground in the yeah. gravel parking lot. You know, and if Kyle Jones is there, Kyle will usually jump in my boat and I'll, um, and just as fast as we can, I'll back him in, dump him and, and go, you know, then, yeah. um, cause you know, it gets, it, you know, there gets to be a lot of boats in the area when the rivers are out and mm-hmm. and all that. But if, you know, if Kyle's not there, then there's always going to be somebody there to back me in. I'll jump in my own boat and just, just back me in quick and, and be gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Get done with it. I mean, and there's like a difference. Like if someone truly is struggling with backing their boat in, like, okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I mean, you got to learn. Yeah. So, okay. You learn. Yeah. And you get to but laugh at them the- a little bit. Yeah, but it's the people that know better, but that can yeah. physically accomplish the task, but then decide to do all the prep work at the damn waters line, yeah. at the water line. That drives me nuts. And it's different, you know. If there's, it's just, just know your surroundings. Like if there's, yeah, if there's five people waiting to put in, you know, in don't, and out. don't back up there. Then get Rover out of the back of the truck and and get yep. Jeff, get your kid out and get him in there and and. Hey Bobby, put your life, put his life jacket on yeah, and, it's, and, and and drag it on. Like, hey, did you put the plug in there? You know, like actually, mm-hmm. I've been there before. Like, it's, you got to have your your game's got to be tight when yeah. you get to that point. Like, you got to be ready yeah. to rock. <clears throat> this is, like you, that's what we're like. We're we're like a well oiled machine. Like the truck stops, boom, everybody bails out. Like it's a what do they call it? The Chinese fire yeah, drill. Chinese fire mm-hmm. drill. You know. Unhooking the straps, there's somebody putting the plug in, there's somebody taking the transom saver off, there's people throwing the guns in the boat all at the same time. The, then you get back in, I jump up in the boat, somebody <laughs> back in, out, gone, truck parked, and you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's it's how, not, I mean, that's how our group is too, because then we take three boats out for one group every morning. And uh, yeah. And, and then the thing about it is, is we don't even talk to each other. Yeah, you just do it. It just happens. It it just happens, and um, just just in and out, in and out. There's a lot of time, but that isn't the case. Yeah, yeah, and I'll piggyback on this one with mine. Like, you know, and the thing is, that's frustrating. But like you say, a guy that's having 
trouble backing it in. The worst thing you can ever do is to make them, somebody feel uncomfortable because all you're going to do is cost mm-hmm. yourself another five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then they're more yeah. stressed. Help, offer help yeah. them out or something. Exactly, but I mean, I'll put my next one will be like respect your fellow hunters. You never know when you may need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's like I said, that's just one of those deals. Like, don't be a dick and. Hey Bobby, get get out of the way, you asshole! Learn to back up. You know that's not that's yep. not gonna that's not helping anything. Be no. like, man, you uh, you know, it just you know, after a while, if they're having issues, like, man, y'all need some help. You know, what, what can I do to help y'all? That, that's basically that would be the best thing y'all do. What can I do to help y'all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I have a, a real short aside to this. Um, man, this is a long time. This is back when I lived in Wasika, Bill. But I remember I was riding bike. I was riding my bike around the lake one time and um, it was like a beautiful summer day. I stopped by one of the boat launches for a minute and there was a van with a, like a ski boat, older ski boat type deal mm-hmm. trying to back a boat into the lake. And it was, how is this working? It was a husband in the van driving and there was a wife back behind you know, like quote guiding him in <laughs> and the husband was not good at this but he was a jackass mm-hmm. and he was like so mad that he was yelling at the wife as if it was her fault that he couldn't get the boat back in i mean i watched this for like 10 minutes mm-hmm. finally i went over and i was like hey man do you want some help and of course he was like so mad and frustrated no i fucking got it you know like all huffy yeah. said, all right well good well, luck yeah, yeah. good luck then and i just felt bad like for the woman i'm like man like you know she's got like really nothing to do i mean if he it was the middle of the day it would be one thing if you know he was back in a 20 foot hard side boat blind in in the pitch black with no uh dock light or something but it was the middle of that light on a boat launch with lines to follow mm-hmm. and i'm like man like it's it's like an ego thing. A lot of that is, and so like, exactly what you got it. Gotta, like, yeah, I mean, people are like, you know, embarrassed. I mean, like, I'm proud of the fact that I can back my boat up in like damn near any condition that I need it to be. But you know, there was a time where I was not proficient at it, and like, you just got to accept and learn and get better at it. So yeah. that's how it is. But man, like, people don't take it that way. So yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, for whatever reason, I like, I I struggle a little bit, like with my vision seeing in pitch black. So if I can't see the boat ramp, yeah, you know, or if it's not just a given and that, the other thing too is, you know, I drive a, like, um, I don't drive a, a full size truck. You know, I mean, I got like a four wheel drive Ford Ranger, which is a great little duck truck, but like, you know, but when I go to Hello? get in, but, but, no. but when I go to get in somebody else's truck and their mirrors aren't right and all that, you know, I mean, it's, you know, oh yeah, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. But like I say, I don't have any problems in the in the daylight and don't have any problems in the dark either. But sometimes I have to really concentrate and look and, and see. There's just spots that are harder. Some accesses yeah. are different and harder. And Yeah. You know, one of the funny things about, I mean, I, I mean, this is no exaggeration. I've literally backed my boat down a minimum maintenance road, which is like just a little two-track dirt path yeah. for half a mile before to back it off of a road ditch, the side of a road ditch. So like I've had some pretty good experience and yeah. practice in doing it. It's so, like, I don't I mean, if people aren't 
as good. And like, you know, that's just how it is. Like I wouldn't expect everybody to have done that. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you can help them, like yours can help yourself in the dang process. So help them out rather than, you know, drag them down. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, All right, Bill, you up? Uh, yeah, I can Bill, go. Who's up? I don't remember who. Oh, I did the boat ramp one. So Ryan is. Yeah, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. Well, the one I was going to use, Phil said, <laughs> so about the boat ramp. Oh, and yeah. I said that, um, but I guess since we're getting probably down here towards the end, I'll say, and I think this is one of my best ones is, is get your head down and lead properly. You never know mm-hmm. when this is going to be your last shot. Make it count. Yeah. And I say, and I kind of, that comes from my favorite quote from Nash Buckingham. And it says, I think I've, I've mentioned this before. It says, yeah, you know, I like that one. yeah. How kind is it to never know when you have fired your last shot? Mm-hmm. So like, I just always try to tell myself every time I squeeze a trigger, you know, like as far as I know, that might be the last shot I ever shoot. I'm going to make it count. Mm-hmm. For sure. So that's a good one. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I might not. All right, Bill. <laughs> um, so, oh, I don't know if we're done yet. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I got two I want to share yet. Let's see. So I'll do this one first. Um, clean birds right after the hunt. Like as soon as you can. <laughs> yes. You're not. You're not. It's not a good idea to eat lunch and take a nap. And we'll probably do them this evening. Nope. Yeah. Dude, Just clean them right after the hunt. Clean them when you're dirty yet. When like before you took take your shower. Whatever you got to do to unwind from the hunt. Birds yep. are part of the hunt, like cleaning them. I think that is the most commonsensical, smartest, underappreciated thing you could say right there. Because it really there's is. There's nothing more true than um, you get back at nine at ten o'clock. You clean your birds at ten fifteen. You will never be more happy with yourself at twelve fifteen yep. that you already cleaned your birds than than if you didn't and you had to go out and clean them at noon or three or five or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll you tell you, after all these years, I probably still have a fist fight with myself 25 times a year at least over this deal. Like when mm-hmm. I get back to the house, I'll be like, oh, man, I don't feel like cleaning them right now. I'm, I'm just going to go take a shower and grab a bite to eat. You know, then if I ever do talk myself into doing it, then I realize a couple hours later, like, damn, I've still got ducks to clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, buzzkill. And that's oh, when the just that, and that's when the fist fight with myself starts. I'm like, you idiot! Why didn't you just clean them when you got yep. back and yep. be done with it? You know, I know all the damn time. <laughs> yeah, this year we were really good this season at cleaning them. Like right when we got home, like we had a, we had our little kind of a duck lodge and we cleaned them immediately. And that was yeah. it, it. Is so by far the best way to go. Like not yeah. even close. Exactly. Just one person mm-hmm. break them open. Or I guess it all depends how many birds there is, but let one cut, one break them open, and yep. you'll, be, you'll be inside in 10 minutes. That's just yeah, it. Rip them open, rip them open know, and be done. Yeah. Yeah. Because after you've showered and all that, you're not going to want to go out there and get your hands back bloody again. Yeah, no one wants to do with that. Or what's even worse, yeah. if you're on a trip with some buddies and you might end up having beers that afternoon or something, like then it's super hard to clean them after that. Yeah. Yeah. One, one beer is like, the ultimate inhibitor to cleaning ducks mm-hmm. ever. So, yeah. but now there's a difference having a beer while you're cleaning ducks. Oh that's yeah. A whole, that's, that's a thing. That's a whole nother experience yeah. there. Yeah. That's yeah. like the opposite of that. So yeah. and that, there's no, and that's there's one no of the better time, celebration right there. 
That's one of the times that beer tastes the best. Yeah, exactly. I will agree with that. Even a light beer, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't even have to be fancy. You guys drink drink that Guinness or not really Guinness. I don't drink Guinness. I drink everything other than Guinness is what Uh, I drink. Stuff looks like uh, fermented coffee grinds or something. Yeah, Yeah, just too coffee-ish. I I like all the other beers, but I don't love Guinness. I'll drink it, but I don't love it. Yeah. God, I just had a really good one too for mine, and I just forgot it. <laughs> oh, yours was so yours was your yours hit the spot it so did. much. It, it, zapped it just wiped it, it wiped my memory clean. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I should have written it down, but I thought for sure I had it. Well, you keep thinking about it, Ryan. You go for your next one. Yeah, I go. All right, loose lips sink ships. Keep your mouth shut. And that's that's yeah. hard for me. I'm a talker, right? And I know to keep my mouth shut, but damn it, I'm that's one I need to work on. Yeah. It's easy because you wanna like you wanna I mean everybody wants to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Both for one, because you just want to be able to talk and tell yeah. what happened and share it. But then like it makes you feel good to tell, you know, oh yeah, we did good and we did this and we did that. And you know, you know how this spot lays out, so this is where we were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard not to. I've gotten really good at it the last couple of years, but man, it's tough. And it doesn't even have to be about that. Like, I, mean, I guess my loose lip sink ships deal is not everybody needs to know if you lease a spot. Nobody needs to know what you paid for it. Nobody needs yeah. to know how you go about doing things. Nobody needs to, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, like I say, but the, you know, but, you know, but I have a certain group of people, like, you know, y'all included, and, you know, our club friends and just, you know, and just a few outside of here and there, like, you know, we'll talk ducks, but like, just, you know, I just don't make it common knowledge. Like, you know, yeah, not everybody needs to know every detail. Yeah. It's just, like I say, it's just a details thing. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, somebody asked, yeah, we had a good hunt, but they don't need to know that, that, you know, we shot into two groups of a hundred plus and, and mm-hmm. <laughs> just, we had a good hunt. Totally Fair agree. Enough. Yeah, just mm-hmm. and be done. So, I will totally agree. And I'm an, and I don't even do that as like a disrespect. It's just one of those deals. Just like you know, just it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's it's easy to share too much information and anything because that just gives people ammo to whatever whatever they want to do with it. Yeah. Yep. God, I still can't think of what the heck I was going to say. Well, I'm going to do my last one then. Okay. Uh, all snacks that you bring along must be shared in the blind. Community <laughs> snacks. Community <laughs> snacks. I don't always follow this rule, but I feel like I'll agree to some extent. If I, I mean, like, if you bring, if you bring, like, a, a snack size Snickers, probably not. Right. But if you bring a bag of something, yes. You should be expecting to share a little bit. Yeah. If I bring hair bows, I'm going to bring enough for everybody to grab a handful. Yep. You know. Oh my god! If you bring hair bows, you better at least bring enough for me to gain five pounds on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, exactly. Them things. Remember? Oh my god, Bill. So this is like an inside joke, but Bill, do you remember? I mean, you you can name within a second who it was in our hunting group. <laughs> That the minute that a crinkle was heard amongst a candy wrapper, like they were woken out of a dead sleep. 
<laughs> you remember? Oh, what do you, what do you got there? What is that? What do you got down there? <laughs> yeah. Yep. God, we had one buddy that he never brought any any snacks himself. But man, like the minute that a candy wrapper was heard, it was like a black lab, like hearing it and like up ears perked and staring at you like what's going on over there what do you got (laughs) that's hilarious oh god that was hilarious yeah but like i say if i'm gonna bring a candy bar or something i'm probably not gonna grab five or six candy bars but like no no if i grab a bag of something i'll be like anybody else want some got some sunflower seeds down here or yeah you gotta share all that kind of stuff that in our group too you know when we take you know cooking's a big deal with our group like and and it's almost like a contest like because well i'll say this first off like i'm not a cook so like i'm not you know i bring but when it's my turn my wife will make breakfast casseroles or something but like you know it, it, but it's always like if we know that andrew's day tomorrow he's not going to tell us that day what he's bringing it's what you <laughs> show up with it's like a contest and it's the wow factor mm-hmm. you know and and you know big Funny. old pork tenderloin biscuits and and um yeah i don't know we, we have a good time mm-hmm. i need you to um implement this with some of my buddies <laughs> that they can we've never had pork t- we've had we've had some good stuff but never parked in oh me and levi one time made um we make we spent thanksgiving in my boat one morning thanksgiving morning we cooked thanksgiving dinner in my boat oh, there you cool. go with turkey and stuffing and I mean, our uh, default, our default day in and day out is, is sausage biscuits. Like, but you know, that, that's just, if we're not going to have anything else, we're always going to have that. But you know, no. like, but if somebody comes in with, you know, two or three pounds of fresh boudin or something, you know, like, and, and like saying Kyle stepped up his game is, is, um, wild elk bacon cheeseburgers. I saw those. I've seen those oh. a bunch. Those look really good. Yeah, and I'm bringing some of them. I'm going to bring some elk steaks next this game oh, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm done with. I'm done with this. I'm done with biscuits. Yeah, biscuits and blueberry muffins. I'm bringing it, some elk steaks. And like saying <laughs> the thing about it is, is like, and usually the person that brings the the food is the one to cook it, except for me, like, because I'm the one in duck blind that never like is not on lookout. Like, I just. When I'm there, I'm like a dog and on point. Like I, I, so somebody always does my cooking for me. But the thing is too, like if you bring something, you not only say anything the night before is that you don't say anything until it's right at time to eat. Cause that's when you're going to get the best shock reaction. <laughs> <laughs> the jaw you drop. Brought, oh my God. You brought you this. Brought, what? You're the oh, best. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So, so I feel a little bit guilty sometimes cause and maybe I shouldn't since it's my boat, but um, when the boat was built and the oven was installed, it was conveniently, the <laughs> oven was conveniently located at the other end of the blind <laughs> yeah. from where I sit. And yeah. I never so, realized that till now. Yeah. So I am not the cook. I mean, I have cooked a few times. Generally, I am not the cook. Yeah. Um, but I, most of my buddies don't mind. I mean, I think most of them are happy just to have a spot to cook whatever. So I think that's, yeah, absolutely. Fair trade, cook. So. And the thing is, is I think last time I did, they said I smoked them out or, <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, I might've done it on purpose. I don't remember, but I'll tell you like last year, like I remember I brought, um, you know, my wife, she loves to cook for us. Like, so she'll send like, so 
we cooked a breakfast casserole and I didn't tell them what else I had in there. So after uh-huh. everybody was done, I waited about an hour. I'm like, Oh, now it's time for, she had made like, um, like Heath cheesecake bars. Oh man. Ooh. Oh, oh, that like, sounds good. I mean, we could have had, we I, honestly, that day, like we could have, we could have shot eight limits. I have no clue. It was all about the Heath cheesecake bars. <laughs> Man. Did either one of you, when you've hunted with me, have we ever stopped at the yeah, oh, yeah. gas station and got the cheesecake? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We were there a few weeks ago when I got one. I don't remember the flavor, but it was freaking good. Yep. That was like a month ago, I guess. It was a while ago. Oh, my God. It was I remember amazing. we got one the first day. Then, like, we were really mad because, like, the next three days, she's, well, I've been busy. I haven't got to Yeah, they didn't have any. any. Yeah. Sucks. Like, but, woman, uh, you got stuff to cook. Get on it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man. God, I can't think of anything else. God dang it. I had another one, and it was really good. Super <laughs> insightful. Like, you know. I'll say one other thing about food is to where I've, you know, I live 30, 35 minutes from the duck club, about 17 minutes from my house, like exactly halfway. There's a little bitty town with a McDonald's that opens at 5 a.m. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Game changer. You know, yeah, that'd be nice. You know, I'll go in there and I'll get two breakfast burritos. I don't get the potato because that's just asking for, asking Double. for disaster. So just give me two breakfast <laughs> Too burritos. Much grease. Yeah. And. I don't know. It's just, and, and the most time is I'm always like the, almost the first person in line, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'm sure. four fifty eight, and I'll be the first person to drive through. And, <laughs> You're knocking on a drive through window. Yeah. But it's, I don't <laughs> know. I, I just think it's neat how conveniently that is placed for me. <laughs> uh, sometimes the stars align. <laughs> yeah. Not very often, but sometimes. So, Oh man, well, I out. can't think of anything. Do you guys got any other Ryan, ones that we have? One to finish. I think we have that we have to know. Uh, okay, one you have to know. This is like whether you're a member of a club, whether you're a, a guest, or whether it's just buddy hunting. But pull your weight within your group. Nobody likes a knee booter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, whether it's scouting. Yeah. Be like me showing up at, at you know, Phil being like, you know, hey, you want to go hunting? I'm like, yeah, I'll fly out there and go hunting. And I show up to your boat in knee boots. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll tell you what, I'll let you get out there in your waders yeah, and, and, you and put out all the decoys. And go, <laughs> yeah, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of funny. I never, I never quite got the knee booter thing. Neither did I. And Ryan sent that in a couple text messages. I'm like, Mm -hmm. knee booter. I don't know. No, I get it. Must be a southern thing. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I was one of those. I thought everybody knew what a knee booter was, but yeah, knee booter is just. And also, a knee booter booter can be somebody that like, you know, when I went to California last year, like, you know, I got a text message as soon as I got there. When you gonna be done knee booting? You know, it's like. Going to going somewhere where you don't have where you haven't put in any work or oh, or yeah or um but I'll say another funny thing is is I'll say to go along with this is you know as a historian I read a lot of old um, publications and I was reading one last week it was from I'm looking at it right now it's from the November 10th 1910 
edition of Recreation Magazine, and it's and it's about duck hunting on the Illinois River, and it talks about going um, yellow hammering. <laughs> so the more so it caught my interest, so I ended up reading the whole article, and like a yellow hammer is somebody that wants to duck hunt, but all they do is bum hunts. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. <laughs> At, so in 41 and a half years, I had never heard of a, a, a yellow hammer, you know, yeah. or, or going yellow hammering, but they talked about it in this. And I mean, they referenced many times, like where's Bobby, you know, he's out there yellow. He's, he's yellow hammering with Steve this week. <laughs> but basically what a, what a yellow hammer is back in 1910 for duck hunters was somebody that they just bum hunts. They don't add anything to anything. They just call and see if somebody's got room or, and you know, don't ever chip in on a lease or, or, or go scout stuff on their own. They just, they just yellow hammer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, man, you can, you can tell that too. Yeah. Because they're just kind of feeling around. They start off the conversation just kind of poking around the edges, trying to get a yeah. little feel for what's going on. And, and if you don't have anything going on, then you don't hear much back from them. Yeah. So yeah. I had never heard of that one, but yeah, knee booting something. I've, I guess I've, I, I, like feel like, I, I feel too. like I've always known. Yeah. Use that one. No knee booter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I told the guys the other day, like, that I was going to Minnesota f- for opening goose. And the first thing they said was knee booting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm, I'm like kind of honored to have you up. I like bringing guests up. So. Yeah, I do. I'm looking forward to it. Like I say, I've, I, um, cause it's one of those deals during duck season starts, you know, once our season starts, like, you know, I, I really just don't ever leave, mm-hmm. you know, it's just hard to leave when you've got something that, put you know what a thought and desire and work into so it's like so to have you know i have something to you know usually when i leave it's before season so i haven't ever been to minnesota hunting so I, i'm I'm really looking forward to it we're gonna have a big time yeah i so, know we are i'm wondering bill it's like i sent you the list of all like the, or the picture of all the gear stuff i'm bringing i think that's probably enough of that should i bring anything like food or anything like that should i bring like some elk steak well, do you have elk, do you have elk left oh yeah i got a little bit oh left. i just got a brand new grill Ooh, I'll bring some elk steaks. Remind me. Yeah, you know, I'll throw them in. Otherwise, no, don't. I mean, elk would be cool. Um, you don't have any. F- no, you didn't fish this summer, did you? Fishing? What is it? People still do that? <laughs> Dude, I don't know what my problem. I don't even want to talk about fishing right now. No, otherwise, like, just- otherwise you're good. Because we're going to be making pizza every day. You guys are here. Whether whether you want pizza or not, pizza be on the house, and then um, yeah, I figured elk would be a good little break for you. So yeah, elk would be awesome. Listen, I mean, outside of duck hunting, I mean, pizza is probably one of the the top things in my life. So I mean, so when I when I said I was excited pizza. about coming to pizza, like I'm not joking. Like I could literally eat pizza every day of my life and never get tired of it. You there's, you do get tired of it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, there's. There'll be three different good pizzas that you can have too, so you're good. Yeah. In my I book, I mean, like all your pizzas are good. Yeah. Some of them have too much like onions on them from my yeah. take. So one thing though, I am a, I am a bit like. of a pizza snob though. Like and like and, and one of my criteria for good pizza and like, but everybody's different. This is just mine. Is I hate non traditional pizza. Okay. <laughs> you know, like like. Well, then you might. <laughs> you're you're gonna limit your. Uh, 
no, no, I've supply already, a little. I've already bit. looked at the menu and no, I saw the yeah, menu. yeah. We got a we got a supreme, yeah. we got a pepperoni, yeah. the pig and pork. Minnesota mess. Minnesota mess is yeah. pretty normal. That's I a supreme. The, yeah, I saw the oh, Minnesota okay. mess and the the pig and the pork, but like you know, Ooh, you pig and pork is awesome. Like where you got barbecue sauce and orange cheese and and like a cheeseburger pizza. And all. I I don't know. I'm weird. Like <laughs> so in the trade, they're called novelty pizzas. Oh, in okay. the trade. And, uh, <laughs> right. And, uh, man, and you were making fun of Phil for being in the cover of DU. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about in the trade. <laughs> um, but I, I, so what's funny is like, so we have these novelty pizzas, and I used to think some of them were amazing. This one, we have the Buster and this and that. But now as time has gone on, I truly appreciate like a sausage and mushroom or a just a mm-hmm. pepperoni. And there's like oh, an yeah. art to making the simplest pizzas taste amazing. So, yeah, well, pig and pork is probably still my favorite. That's pretty plain pizza. It's yeah, sausage, pepperoni, and green olive. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. That. Our, our our number one selling. I mean, every one I've had. Yeah, except for the one with honey. I don't like that one. But oh, I hate. Honey. I like that one. That one was good. I know, I know. Honey and goat cheese. I love yeah. goat cheese though. Uh, All right. Well, let's wrap the sucker up. Yeah. Um, so for all y'all listening, um, we didn't have one this last week, but um, since the three of us are going to be together, um, our goal—I'm just going to say our goal—is to record a few while we're gone. We're going while we're all hunting together. We're going to do a couple live ones like we did last year from or two years two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Um, two years ago from the blind. So we'll do that um, and hopefully get a couple other ones. We got some stacked up. And just in case things get busy and like I know they will during hunting season and we can't record one here and there. So we'll have one ready to roll. Um, but yeah, we will, um, the next time you guys hear from us, we will be maybe tell you what, one thing we'll try to do is we'll try to use our Instagram page and do a little bit of live stuff on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And maybe just do, you know, a little BS on there for a few minutes. So, um, is it cell service is decent, decent there, isn't it, Bill? Or does it suck? I don't remember. Mm, it's kind of weird, sucks. but I think Price it's sucks. no, I think it's okay. We'll we'll find <laughs> out. If, if the wind blows from the west, it's probably good. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll try to do some of that. Yeah. What's big what's big in your AT&T or Verizon? Verizon. 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 I got Verizon, so we'll see what AT&T, we can do. But yeah, that'll be our next little deal, and we will um Catch up with all y'all next week. And for those of you guys who are going on hunts tomorrow or Saturday or whenever it is, good luck. And we will uh, catch you in a week. Yeah. Good yep. luck, everyone out there. All right, guys. Shoot all straight. Right. Catch you later. See you.